Argonauts. I am Dragonfly. Ah, uh, yes. I'm uh, I'm a glass of white Zinfandel. <laughs> <laughs> and today is December 12th, 2011. Today's 12, 12, 11. And uh, this is Colin Screaming Argonauts, and Max and the Fabulous Penguin are uh, about to hit you with some news about the economy. Oh, goody. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is straight out of John Stewart, but it's worth repeating. I don't know if, if you've watched any of the Daily Show lately. Uh, Bloomberg report reveals that the United States government loaned banks $7.7 trillion in secret bailout funds at 0.01% interest and then borrowed the money back at 3%. Yes, I, you know, I, I, saw, I saw John Stewart's report on that, and I was flabbergasted. Yeah, I mean, you know, who is who is the person who decided that that was going to be the deal? That's my question. Well, it would be probably the director of the New York Federal Reserve Bank. There's there's a, about nine or twelve of these Federal Reserve banks, and they vote on things. But the New York Fed is the lead Fed, and he's the one or she's the one that's closest to Lehman Brothers and Chase and shitty bank right and skank of america well you know then then that guy should be he should be hung <laughs> i mean you know let's 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 call the spade a spade at this point why would you lend money at basically zero percent interest right and then borrow it back at three percent interest no i think i have an answer for it i think it's because they wanted to get money into the economy it's basically keynesian which is put money into the economy, get it liquid, get it flowing, because everything had seized up. Banks were not lending to banks. Big, big $6 billion banks, maybe they're $6 trillion, I don't know, were not lending to other big banks. The discount rate, the overnight rate, which is usually about a half a percent, mm-hmm. was up to about 5%, which is really, really high. That's that's what for a while was the planet money indicator. And it was just just inordinately high it's it's back down like where it should be now which makes it even more puzzling why the banks aren't lending money right but the thing that i think really gets in my craw is that these big bank executives who got this money for free had the good sense to say yes when the government was giving them three percent interest on it gave themselves bonuses for saying yes right so uh, it's just it's something that should be out there the interesting thing about this is that i went to bernie sanders webpage he's a senator from vermont he's officially an independent mm-hmm. and he's he's pretty liberal maybe libertarian he's he's a good guy i think really really fair really for the little guy and there's a a page on his webpage about the Fed audit. Part of the Dodd-Frank bill was like, let's find out where this money went. And it says on his webpage, as a result of this audit, we now know that the Federal Reserve provided more than $16 trillion in total financial assistance to some of the largest financial institutions and corporations in the United States and throughout the world. And then he says this is a clear case of socialism for the rich and rugged individualism for everyone else. Right. You know, this this idea that somehow we're protecting the job creators it just is appallingly absurd. Yeah, you know, no, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. You can't come up with 
an extension of unemployment benefits, but you can give $16 trillion to bankers around the world? Who then take it and put it in their pockets. And then take it and put it in their pockets. And so I am, at least in spirit, totally with the Occupy Wall Street people. Right. Well, isn't this really about what you uh, have mentioned several times on the podcast and also on, on the webpage about money doesn't trickle down, it trickles up? I believe it. I absolutely I, believe it. I mean, how, how much more of a true example do you need? Rather than giving people loans, the banks are holding the money, and then they end up giving themselves these huge bonuses, and, and, and their stockholders get, you know, get an advantage too. And it doesn't help the economy at all. Right. And, of course, they're their own stockholders for the most part. Right. But at $16 trillion and maybe even $7.7 trillion, suppose they had paid off everyone's first mortgage in the country. Right. Would that have cost more than $16 trillion? I, don't, I can't see how it would have. Would it have made the bank solvent? Of course. Because money trickles up. Right. Right. You know, yeah, it, I the way – the way I like to say it is, if you give one millionaire a million dollars, he puts it in the bank. If you give 100,000 people $10, they'll all spend it. Right. Absolutely. Or $100, whatever the mathematics works out to. It's, it's just, to me, it's so obvious. I mean, know, wasn't that the idea behind when, when, uh, when the government gave out those tax rebates? I mean, wasn't yes. that the idea behind it? If you give people four or $500, they're going to write out and spend it. And, and in fact, that was a big fraud too, because they just took an advance against their uh, tax return the next right. six months down the road. They just moved the economy forward the way that people were so upset about Obama doing it with the uh, clunker payoff there, sure. the, the you know the junk car. I uh, I read it very interesting. This is slightly off topic, but but related yeah. to taxes. I read an interesting blog post. Um, Manhattan Man sent me a link to a blog, yeah. and uh, the the guy um, I, I just wrote went back a little bit in time and, and was reading some of his things, and he was talking about the Herman Cain nine 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 plan, yeah, and he said that there was this huge huge loophole that nobody seemed to be talking about, and it was that you're going to tax the you're going to tax wages at a flat nine percent rate. Right. right now, that was everybody. You, me, corporations, everybody. Right. Cases, right. But they were going to do away with the capital gains tax. Right. Okay. So he said this in the blog. He said, so you know what? And these industrial leaders are going to do. They're going to pay themselves a dollar a year, and they're going to take it all as capital gains. They won't. Pay yeah. it, they won't pay a penny. Right. Not to mention that the poor people who are buying food at 0% tax in the grocery store, are now paying 9% on their very existence. Sure. You know, uh, their, their tax, the very poorest of the poor, now pay 9% income tax and 9% sales tax. Yep. Just another brilliant idea by one of our politicians. And you know where he got it from. Yeah, from SimCity. <laughs> from SimCity. <laughs> All right, I've got more on politicians, but I want to put them aside for the moment, because uh, I've got so much stuff here. Okay. N next on my list is this idea about chickenpox lollipops. Have you heard about this? No, I have not. Mothers of young children are having their children with chickenpox lick lollipops, and they're wrapping them up, and they're sending them across state lines 
so that other mothers can give them to their kids to infect them with chickenpox. You know, I've heard I've heard of that happening before. Maybe not specifically lollipops, but I've heard of situations where where people have deliberately tried to expose their children to chickenpox early. Yeah, and, and there's, there's a certain amount of logic to it. It is, first of all, illegal to send a dangerous disease right. across state lines. And, and the government is, is very upset with this. But these same people won't get their children vaccinated. But, you know, they'll, they'll let them lick a stranger's lollipop, whom they know the lollipop has been exposed to disease. It just, I, I think... Boggles the mind, right? I, I, you know, I think it's, it's uh, one of the... I'm, I'm sort of struggling for inventing a term here. The, the random Internet output effects of things we hadn't thought of because of the Internet, because you can organize in these new and different ways, and you can do things you didn't used to do before, because right. you can't talk to a mother in Utah who, who wants to give her child, inter, uh, give her child chickenpox. Right. But anyway, that's, uh, that's that. Now, let, let me just, as a follow-up question here, if they weren't sending it across state lines, is it still illegal? Uh, then it would be up to the states about whether it was illegal okay. internally, I think. It's a different, it would be a different crime. Right. Well, you know, I was just thinking that it's, it's illegal to put... Um, Trash, yeah. Okay, so that, if that's illegal, I mean, it's based, it's based illegally on the fact that you're sending a... Um, Dangerous disease right, through the mail. Right, right. Yeah, so I would think that it would be covered that way. You and can't chickenpox, you can't equivocate chickenpox and anthrax. You can't equalize them. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, no, no. Um, and they're they're doing it for a logical reason. Although they're they're listening to the bim bet there, Denny McCarthy, about you know uh, vaccines being dangerous. She has no medical knowledge whatsoever in science. All of the scientists now say. Vaccines are not giving your children autism. Right. But there's always going to be a core group of people who believe that. Yeah, that's like there's true. a core group of people that believe that the world is flat. Right. And that the moon, we never went to the moon. Right. I mean, you know, it's the same thing. And, and the Internet helps spread that. Right. And that's the thing about the Internet, that, that sort of Internet syndrome I'm talking about. You can, no matter what it is you're into, you can find someone else in the world who's into, who's into it with you. Yeah. And therefore, everyone can be validated, even if they have the most perverse interests. Right. And personally, I think uh, listening to Jenny McCarthy is pretty perverse. Right, I'm sure. It, it particularly bugs me about her because her whole talent was originally taking her clothes off. She happened to be born good-looking and with a great body. And so she got naked for Playboy, and that gave her an opportunity to do a certain amount of cheesy act. She's famous, but originally her talent is taking her clothes off, which while I support her taking her clothes off, I would prefer that she kept her mouth shut. Well, wouldn't that be the same thing? Remember that um, Miss USA contestant? <laughs> it, wouldn't that well, be the same thing? I mean, you know, her talent was, was uh, talent shows or, or, or <laughs> yeah. and, and, yeah, and people the, began listening to her, um, you know, Miss South Carolina there, teen South Carolina, I think it was. Well, that was the geography one. I was talking about the other right. one with the morality. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. She got political too. Right. So I mean, you know, it, again, it's right, right in there, right in the wheelhouse. <laughs> All right. I want to switch to sports very briefly, if sure. we can. Albert Pujols got two hundred fifty-four million dollars. I had to explain this to a friend of ours yesterday. Mm -hmm. Do you have any comments on Albert Pujols and his? Um. Well. <laughs> wow. 
Okay, I, I, two comments. Mm-hmm. The first is, is look, if somebody is going to pay you $254 million, like the banks taking money at no interest, <laughs> you're crazy if you don't take it. Good point. Okay, so that's, that's the first point. The second point is, is that, you know, I, I read this very, very interesting article uh, recently about, about how we used to talk about contracts of baseball players and saying that they were overpaid. Right. But now there's a new term that's come out, and it's overyeared. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and this is one of those times. He's going to get $25.4 million a year for 10 years, you know, and probably he will be, he will be as productive as he has been in five of those 10 years. Right. And then he will have maybe two or three more where either injuries or um, something else, you know, occurs that, that affects it. And then there'll probably be two years when he really shouldn't be playing. But because, you know, he has this contract for 10 years, that's what ends up happening. Yeah, he's certainly worth it if somebody's willing to pay it. Certainly A-Rod got around that kind of money, you know. Here's the the question. How much should he have given St. Louis as a hometown discount? In case anybody don't know, Albert Pujols is the best player in baseball. He's a first baseman. He went where he won – he went from St. Louis, where he won two World Series, to the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles because they offered him two hundred fifty-four million dollars over ten years. Right. Well, you know, I don't. I personally don't believe in the hometown discount. If you can get the money, take it. Well, yeah. Be, well, you know, for for a lot of different reasons. Like for example, if you give you give the team a hometown hometown discount and you sign for less than you're worth on the open market, yeah. then if the team turns around and pays a free agent what that free agent should be getting on the open market. Don't you have bad feelings? I gave you guys a break, and then you went and took the money you saved on me and spent it on somebody else? That, that's true in most cases by most humans, which is why I always say that the most underrated of the cardinal virtues is humility, because this contract, and I was explaining it to our friend Linda yesterday, this contract is about pride. Albert Pujols wants to be the highest paid player in baseball. And if you think about it... And he deserves to be the highest paid player in baseball. He's the best player. I'll, I'll stipulate that. But Alex Rodriguez is getting a $250 million contract. He's in the middle of a $250 million contract. Right. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Pujols is getting 254 Right. Oh, I'm sure it's not. However, I believe that because the St. Louis fans came out and watched him and and made him in a sense because without the fans he's just a guy who can hit the ball a long way and then he can go to work in the oil rig i think he owes the fans at least a hometown disc yeah i i don't agree with that at all i i just don't you know like i said you know what about you know are you saying that those fans would never boo him well you know, they so if you're him. doing that, then where's all the love then? They still paid money to, to see him and to get the opportunity to boo him. Well, you know, perhaps, but a right, couple yeah. of bad years in a row, you wouldn't see, you wouldn't go pay, you know, pay money to go see him. Right. His, his the, the stands dwindle. And right. And, and so, you know, so that where's the, where's the hometown love then? You know, well, how many fans would believe, continue I, I to come believe, out and see him? Yeah, I don't believe in a hometown discount and I don't believe in hometown love. It's it's a matter of, you know, from the fans' perspective, it's a matter of, you know, what have you done for me lately? I don't care that Alex Rodriguez hit 50 homers three years ago. I'm not interested in that at all. I'm interested in the fact that he hit 16 last year. You know, I'm not interested in in what Albert Pujols is going to do, what he did this year. 
I want to know what he's going to do next year. Okay. And that's what I pay him for. Do you think that Jose Reyes is worth 106? Um, well, you know, I, I think that the, his injury issues raise a red flag. Right. But like several other ball players in the past, who teams have who have shied away from because of previous injuries, who have turned around and performed really, really well. You know, it's it's basically the balance is going to be the balancing point is going to be how well he plays and how injury free he remains. So he's worth 106 mil if he's worth 106 mil. Right. Right. So the, uh, would you have taken that gamble if, if you were? You know, it, that, it's an interesting gamble. And I, and I think yeah. that I would have had to have looked at like, you know, and had people explain to me the doctor reports and stuff like that about his hamstrings. Because yeah. that was the issue, you know, and, and the first question I have, and I don't know the answer to this, is if you've pulled a hamstring before seriously, right. if you've torn a hamstring. Right. Are you more likely, you more likely to, to do again? it again? I don't know what the answer to that is. I think it might be yes. But anyway, I have, I have too much stuff to get to. Have you heard that Ryan Braun has been accused of? I did. Accusing? I heard that, and uh, I, I am I am shocked because he's one of those guys who who ran around with a halo. Seems squeaky clean, right? And he's saying he's squeaky he's clean. He's saying he is. We've heard that before, right? We have heard that before. I would like to see what kind of evidence he has that he's squeaky clean. Yeah, that's proving a negative. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, but I, I want to know. You want him to be clean. Well, I'm kind of rooting for but, it. But what I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Herman Cain when he was accused of, of <laughs> problems with women, yeah. right? And he had the four different stories in four in, in like twelve hours. Right. Right. Okay, so that's what I, that's what I want to avoid. If Braun comes right. out and says I didn't do it, okay, I it's think the test, test was I think the test was inaccurate or whatever, right. and he submitted to more tests and and he yep. came out clean. Then I think that there's there's a reason to believe him. He certainly doesn't fit the profile of one of those right. guys who's who was on steroids. I think he hit like 33 home runs, which is and and they showed one on a, on a TV clip I saw where he hit it like 433 feet. Right, you know, a real blast. But yeah, well, uh, he did that. seem. He's been doing that for years. Yeah. Now, yeah, he's got a great swing. It's not like Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson. Okay, so I mean, it's not like it's that situation. It's not right. like it from it's not a Mark to... McGuire situation. Where, you well, know, McGuire's different. I think McGuire's McGuire hit forty his first year. Right. So he was a genuine home run hitter right from the get. But yes, he went to seventy afterwards. Right. We all know he was using steroids because he said he was. That's a seventy-five percent increase. I have a quote from Manny Ramirez, which I want to throw in here. <laughs> That's because the first time I ever heard that those two words in a sentence. And it starts out. I read this online. I wish I could tell you the the source. It's from a, a, an interview in Spanish. The the guy writes. Oh, it's ESPN. The guy says, with a large caveat that there's a very good chance Enrique Rojas' interview with Manny Ramirez was conducted in Spanish, and the translation of it here inadvertently imposes a subtext that was not all his intention. I cannot wipe the grin off my face at this comment. Quote, we are the working class, and wherever there is work, you must go work. Isn't that noble of he? Isn't that noble? Well, yeah, you know, there's a better way to explain that, though. Yeah. It would be instead of saying that we're the working class, you just say that we are players for rent, and if you give us enough money, we will go anywhere. We're isn't hard that on. isn't that what the NBA players did when this the whole strike thing was going on? I think fairly so. Yes. You know, so I, yeah, you know, let's let's call a spade a spade here. These guys are mercenaries. Of course. In the in um, you know in the in the uh, in the age of free agency, they're mercenaries. 
And, you know, just like George Washington, who paid mercenaries to fight for the, uh, for the American Revolution, in the American Revolution, these guys are paid to, to fight in the Major League Baseball or, or the NBA. Right. Well, my question is, do you think Manny Ramirez is working class? Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, you know, really? How do you how do you define working class? I mean, somebody who's earned less than two hundred million in their life. Well, how can you how can you turn around and, and put a number on that? Because Manny Ramirez has made two hundred million. Right, but how do you put a number on whether that makes him working class or not? Uh, I was being facetious. Okay. If you made two hundred million, you're not working class. See, I don't agree with that. If you're paid oh. for if you're paid for a skill and you demonstrate that skill, and when you lose that skill, you're not paid anymore, then you're working class. What's the difference between that and hiring an engineer to design houses until he, he, he screws up and doesn't design them well? Or Once you've designed the Empire State Building and made a million dollars, you're no longer working class. Oh, I, I disagree with you 100%. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I, 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 I was being silly, but... Uh, I. But you took a serious tack to it, and that's okay. No, you know that that's that's how I that's how I look at it. All right, Florida and South Carolina polls have both both have Obama ahead of Mitt or Newt, okay. and, and uh, Kerry O'Connor from Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, I think it was Kerry, I hope it was, said you can't say Newt or Mitt because it comes out Newt or Mitt. <laughs> but if it's Mitt or Newt. Obama's ahead of them in both Florida and South Carolina. That's big news. Right. That I uh, just thought I'd throw that out. Well, does that surprise you? Yeah. Yeah. Does it really? Okay. See, that doesn't surprise me because all along they've been saying that Obama that, that we don't have a candidate. I mean, the Republicans themselves. There are Republicans who are saying we don't have a candidate that can beat him. Yeah. Well, so, isn't it so odd? That at this point in their process, the best they can do is come up with. A disgraced and I think megalomaniac, <laughs> Newt Gingrich. Right? I, I really do. I I think he's he's got a little psychological problem with his ego. Okay. Mitt is you know wooden and he has this problem of being a Mormon. Right. Right. Did you know that he was and and this term is, is very loosely used. A bishop had been a bishop in the Mormon Church. No, I did not know that. I, they don't have clergy. So he was the leader of a con congregation, and they used the term bishop for that person. Okay. Leader of a congregation. He's not just a schmo. You know, he's not just some guy who picked up a cup of coffee and said, no, I'm going to be a Mormon. He's, he's, he, he's not Glenn Beck. That's right. He's Mormon, not Glenn Beck. He became a Mormon for girls. <laughs> so he admitted that. <laughs> I know he did. So, I mean, that's, that's not it. You know, obviously, if he's a bishop, he's, he's well along in the process. Yeah, that's, he's whacking that's not the something he can hide. No, no, it, it, and he went out proselytizing, although he did it in Paris, right, which right. you know most Mormons. The guy in the Book of Mormon went to Africa to do it, which right. you got to give him a little credit for that. But you know, you know, from my perspective, again, and this is a perspective, you know, for for a country that prides itself on freedom of religion. We certainly have lots of hang-ups about people who don't have the quote-unquote right, right, right religion. Yes. You know, and that to me that is very, very hypocrisy-filled. Hip, hypocrisy-filled, yeah. <laughs> hypocrisy sure. Okay. Okay, you know, to say, you know, United States, you know, good or bad, I'm behind it. Right. You know, and I believe everything is that stands for the United States, but if you're not a Christian boy – you are 
You are dirt. You think that's an unchristian stance? Absolutely. There was a whole story about a good Samaritan somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, um, believe me, there's been lots of stories. <laughs> you know, there's lots of stories about guys who uh, who are uh, against homosexuality, and, and we find <laughs> it's a much wider stance than you would think. <laughs> All right. I'll give you that. Um, I think we're, we're headed out of time here, but um, I think I want to close with one or two news of the weirds. Okay. And to that end, and this is taken from this week's news of the weird, uh, Dubai is a city of towering, architecturally brilliant skyscrapers. This is from News of the Weird, but via uh, NPR. Since we were all built only, since all of these skyscrapers were built only in the last several decades, the city's central sewer system has not been able to keep up. Oh. Consequently, uh, only a few are hooked up to the municipal system. And the remainder must hire a fleet of trucks to carry away the wastewater. The trucks then must queue up, sometimes for 24 hours at a time, to dispose of it at treatment plants. Wow. Isn't that odd? That is very, very odd. But you know, you know that the, when they, you know when they built Levittown on Long Island, yeah. they had a very, very similar kind of problem. I didn't know that. And it no. led to all kinds of regulations about, um, about management of... Waste, waste. yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah. So but yeah, it doesn't surprise issue. me. I mean, you know, basically what that says is that people are short-sighted <laughs> and, you know, hell surprise, you know, and are going for the going for the what's immediate rather than what's in the future, hell surprise. Right. You know. They're building friggin' islands in Dubai, but they're not building sewage. Right. I mean, you know, it, does, does that surprise you, Max? Come on. No, it really doesn't. I just thought it was it was kind of interesting. On the grand continuum of, of things we want to build, sewer treatment plants is way, way down at the bottom. And, it's not very glamorous. Right, and beautiful, really, really beautiful glass skyscrapers that reach pretty. for the moon, that's, that's good. Right. Um, one more thing I'm going to throw in here probably won't even make it to the, the list because I'm not sure about the time, but... In a story about cultural diversity, uh, we have this from Japan. <laughs> Globally, family-run businesses underperform those run by professional managers. Japanese corporations often seem to have a talented son to take over. The main reason for that? According to Freakonomics, uh, the reason is that the family scions, usually sons, Usually, first recruit an ideal son. The fam I'm sorry. The family scions would be the, the fathers. Right. Recruit an ideal son and then adopt him, often also encouraging their daughters to marry the men. There's a Japanese adage, you can't choose your sons, but you can choose your sons-in-law. And if the man is already married, sometimes he and his wife will be adopted. In fact, and this is what's fascinating, while 98% of U.S. adoptions are of children, 98% of Japanese are of adults. Wow, isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's a very, very bizarre, bizarre situation. Yeah. That really is. It's just not much else you can say about it. Yeah, that. yeah, no, you can't. 98% of Japanese adoptions are of adults. Yep. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, Penguin, it's been jolly good fun. It has been oh, fun, Max. And we agree to, uh, or we sh- we should say, season's greetings to all the people out there. Holiday wishes. <laughs> and holiday. <laughs> Just to piss off, piss off Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, have a good night, Penguin. You too, Max. All right. Hi, this is Miss Nicole of 8 Beer Sampling Productions. You've been listening to Max and T-Fab Pete, the fabulous penguin of Countless Screaming Argonauts, the podcast of record. Listen to their podcast adventures at csapodcast.blogspot.com or download it free from the iTunes podcast store. Just search Countless Screaming Argonauts. The boys love to hear from you, so email them at csapodcast at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to show your allegiance to the show, Pick up some CSA swag and help make the boys famous. You can purchase hats, shirts, and mugs along with other appropriate gear at Cafe Press. Click the link on their webpage. And thanks for listening.